Hello and welcome to this week's Law and Sport podcast with me, Sean Cottrell, the founder and CEO of Law and Sport. In this episode, our guest is Juan de Dios Crespo Perez, a partner of the law firm Perez, Herta and Crespo. Juan is a renowned sports lawyer, having represented hundreds of clients before the Court of Arbitration for Sport. You may have heard of him from cases such as Ortega, Mexes, Webster, Matsilem, Pizarro, De Sinctas, and Al Hazri. In this interview, one will share his secrets on how to be successful before the Court of Arbitration for Sport and talk about his journey into sports law and explain how he went on to become outside counsel or legal advisor for clubs such as Villarreal, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, AS Roma, River Plate, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Paris Saint Germain. Stay tuned for another great episode. Thank you for tuning in. Juan, first of all, thank you for joining me today. Would you like to start off by sharing your personal journey into sports law, as it's quite an interesting one? My my first approach to, to sport law was when I won, was in law school, when I was 20 years old, and I was, in the meantime, um, playing uh, indoor soccer or futsal as is uh, known now futsal is very uh, was and is still a very much uh, appreciated sport in in Spain and while I was uh, being a second division player in in this futsal team in in Valencia uh, I got a call from the president of this uh, regional federation and said Juan we need somebody to help us in uh, in the matter of, uh, of law, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, I, I replied, yes, but we need somebody because we, we don't know how to do and what to, to do with a decision like uh, discipline decision, for instance, and uh, it's becoming more and more difficult for us. Uh, we are dealing us that as we are businessmen, we are doctors, but we are not lawyers. So I said, why, why not? I didn't even at that time uh, thought about um, being a sport lawyer. I, I love sport and I love uh, the law, but not sport law. So when, when I, uh, I became the uh, judge uh, of uh, the regional federation of futsal in Valencia, which is uh, a judge for a lot of, lot of matches each, each uh, weekend, uh, I dealt with um, disciplinary cases, uh, red card, uh, yellow card, and uh, dismissal, uh, etc. And uh, it happened that uh, I I saw that there were not uh, very good um, regulations on, on that, that they lack a lot of, of law, as what I said. Uh, they were more sport than law. And I started to change uh, some of the regulations myself. It was so easy at that time. You know, it was just me sending to the president, the president with the board, and then the board changing the rules. Uh, and I began more and more, more involved. And uh, I started to, to think about, uh, yeah, this is going to be a, or maybe going to be a future. Why not? But, of course, when you, you knock the door of, of clubs, and basketball or football clubs at the time, nobody was answering. There's a lawyer here, what for? We don't need a lawyer. Uh, we know wh- what to do by ourselves. So it could be that at the time, TV was not too much into the, the market. The sponsors were the, um, the friends of the friends only, and the contracts were shaking hands, and, and that's all. Uh, but uh, step by step, uh, I, I began to be more and more involved. I, uh, I had some uh, small clients, uh, small federations, some clubs, uh, small clubs, some uh, players too. Even a chess player, a professional chess player at that time. And uh, when I when I finished my my degree, I thought about uh, what to do. So my my first 
uh, work was in international law because uh, I speak four languages, part of Spanish, so uh, I had a chance to to have this international law. I mean, uh, sales of goods, uh, franchising, uh, uh, agency uh, distribution, and so on. And at the meantime, I was uh, still working a bit on, on this, what we can call uh, the very beginning of sport law in, in Spain. And uh, step by step, I was just um, growing more and more until uh, I got a very good client, Valencia Football Club, in 1993. And the 1930s is uh, 13 years ago when I really, really uh, became a, a sport lawyer. A sport lawyer in, in the very um, huge sense of the world because uh, I, I had to, to deal with a club, a real club, a professional club, and everything was a mess, of course, uh, as, 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 as I knew from the beginning that it would be, because uh, other clubs were exactly the same. So, for instance, just for, for your knowledge, uh, when I had to make the first disciplinary um, um, recourse or appeal against a red card uh, by the Spanish FA, uh, normally, uh, who was in charge of this was the public relation and not the lawyer. So, and the public relation was exactly that, the public relation. It normally uh, took the paper with uh, the statement and the appeal and, and went to Madrid by, by plane, uh, spent one day there, gave uh, it to the, to the disciplinary committee, wait for the decision and then uh, if it was fine he, he would come back and if it was uh, against he would prepare the second appeal because in Spain the football is they have two disciplinary bodies one after the other during the week and then after two or three days there he would come back so my first thing was to say look this is finished you can't go to Madrid there's a thing called fax you can send it by fax and there's another thing it's called law and you have to do it by the law, by the rules, and to try to win the case by the law, not by going there and making your public relation. And this was funny because the first year I won nine out of ten cases, disciplinary cases, and I had the chance to change the rules in the Spanish uh, FA, a lot of them, uh, because, of, for instance, the fourth the four arbitrator, or the fourth referee, sorry, the fourth referee uh, was not uh, considered as a referee in Spain. It was just uh, um, a helper. And uh, when the player um, was uh, sacked, he, he said, you all are so, 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 uh, for, you know, a bad word. And, uh, and, I, and he said, you, you, you have to be uh, sanctioned by 10 or 12 matches. Uh, I don't remember exactly. And I said, no, because a four referee is not a referee. According to your rules, you're just a helper of, of the referee. And they had to change the rules. So it was funny, and it's still funny now after so a long, long time being in, in sport, that you still have the patience to change things because uh, sport law is so, so young that they need a lot of changes. So that's why, that's why I, I'm still passionate after my, my first days on, on uh, 1993 was my, my first very uh, good case. But before, it was 1981 when I, I began with a regional Valencian uh, Futsal Federation. 
So a long, long time, as you can see. Wow, that's impressive. And and you've gone on to, to, to work on some of the most highest profile cases that have gone to the cast in football. Um, I had the privilege of listening to you talk about them. Um, what would you say is to date, I know it's a difficult question for you to answer, and it's probably not one, one direct case that you can attribute to, but what would you say is the, is the sort of favourite case that you've, you've worked on? Well, uh, I don't know. It's like... Uh, if you ask me, what would, would I prefer my kids, my daughter or my, or my boy? I, I don't know really. It's, uh, and I have more than two in cats, <laughs> more than 2,000, sorry, 200. So 200 cases wow. is, is a lot. And uh, but but what we what you the the, the English says uh, call is uh, leading cases. Uh, I think that the, those leading cases, not called by myself or not named by myself, leading cases, but called by and named by the the lawyers, the sport lawyers of the world, or CAS itself, the leading cases are the, the best uh, that uh, I can remember right now because they were the one that put me on the on the on the real spot of, of being a sport lawyer, on on being an international sport lawyer, which is different. You have national sport lawyer and international sport lawyer. Me, it's international. I, I deal mostly in CAS, FIFA, UEFA, and BAT, the basketball arbitration tribunal cases. So it's ninety uh, percent of my of my job now my task is uh, is abroad spain is uh, is our uh, international cases so um, i can i can say that uh, cases like maxes one the maxes the first article 17 uh, of fifa regulation at that time was even not 17 it was article 22 <laughs> so uh, now everybody says article 17 but it was 22 so maxes for instance and then of course the the very well known um, uh, webster case then all the cases not that uh, that known, but uh, known in South America, uh, Bueno Rodriguez against Peñarol, there was the South American Bosman, uh, the one which changed not only the rules in Uruguay, but also in uh, Argentina, in Paraguay, in Chile, in Colombia, in a lot of countries. Uh, they, they were they were they were players that uh, they were. Um, uh, playing in uh, in Uruguay and like other countries that they have the same type of uh, of contract. You end your contract and if you don't sign a new one, you're not allowed or to play or to train or to leave the club. And of course, you're not paid. So it was uh, my my uh, impression was that it was like a slavery. And and so I I tried to defend the case before FIFA and CAS. We won in FIFA and CAS, of course. And then we can now see the. What, what happened with all those regulations in South America? They, are, they have changed radically and radically the, the regulations in, in those countries. I mean, the, the, the sport regulation, not only in football, but in the rest of sports. So I'm very proud of that. Then, of course, um, the, another famous uh, among us, the lawyers, sport lawyers, is the Granada 74, Grenade 74, in which a, a club changed his name and his place in Spain, and the Spanish FA did not uh, recognize the change. So I have to go to CAS uh, against uh, FIFA, uh, Spanish FA, and UEFA with the, the Spanish league and the club, and fortunately we won. Uh, there was also the Matuzem case, um, the, the continuation, uh, the following case after Webster. Uh, there was also the Pizarro case in which the captain of the Peruvian team was sanctioned because he went to some uh, uh, place with nice girls. Uh, and uh, according to the Peruvian FA, he has to be sanctioned. And uh, we, we managed to, to have this uh, dealt by, by CAS, uh, even though there were no regulations in the Peruvian uh, FA relating those cases to CAS. 
it was the indirect jurisdiction um, of caste, which was also a very big case. Uh, more than the last two very big cases I had were the Shakhtar Donetsk against FIFA, in which uh, FIFA uh, had to recognize after uh, a caste award that uh, even if a club is into um, insolvency proceedings, FIFA has to take care of the case up to the end, and once the proceeding is finished, he has to sanction the club if the club has not paid, which is something absolutely new. It was last last year. And the very last one, the very youngest of my of my children is uh, the Al-Masri case. Uh, I mean, the big ones. Al-Masri case, Al-Masri, the club of um, Port Said, uh, with the very well-known uh, Clash in which 74 people died in uh, in Porside um, Stadium. I managed to to win the case and to take uh, two out of three uh, sanction to to the club who was not responsible. So it uh, was a matter of uh, strict liability of the club. Was not the owner of the stadium. Was not uh, in charge of the police and so on. So I think that it was also a, a case in which I can say. Uh, of which I can say I'm very proud. So a lot of them you can see, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, uh, I forgot some of them. What would you say is some of the smaller, some of the nuances about per- appearing before the CAS or the FIFA dispute resolution chamber? What would you say are some of the skill sets that maybe, or some of the, the tactics maybe that people overlook, or you know, what, what I'm trying to ask is, what's made you so successful at it? Well, I don't want to disclose all my my tricks. Uh, as we say in Spain, we know much more because of our age than uh, because of being a devil. Uh, I'm much more experienced. That's why I know much more now than when I was uh, starting. But but there are few tricks that is there are not tricks that there are um, mandatory issues. Uh, first of all, you need to uh, know a lot of languages. Uh, of course, English is a must, that's for sure, but uh, um, I appreciate sometimes that uh, English lawyers have not uh, the possibility to, to uh, talk or, or to deal uh, in other languages. And as you know, French one is another official language, and Spanish is another official language in FIFA, not in CAS, but CAS cases in Spanish are more than 15%. So. It's also important if you have a, a case in, in, in FIFA and you respond in Spanish and uh, the lawyer in front of you doesn't know Spanish, you have an asset in your favor. And not only that, but if you have a hearing uh, at, uh, at CAS, uh, some of the people working in cases against me uh, were not uh, fluent in one or another language, so they have to take translators. And uh, as the Italians say, traduttore uh, traidore. It's translator, traitor. So you you never know who's going to to translate and if he's going to translate accurately to what what you want to do and what you want to say. So first thing is language. The second thing is is patience. You still have to have patience. I mean, I don't I don't like to have this job as only a job. If you take it as a job and just a nine to five and and then forget about that in the weekends, no. You need to be at 24 hours and seven days and 365 days a year. Uh, a lawyer, uh, you you have to uh, cherish your your clients. You have to cherish your case. You have to be very much involved. I know that it's not uh, by 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 the rules, and the rules say that you have to forget about that. And I mean, it's totally different. I don't forget about that, but I'm not personally involved uh, as a human being. I'm involved as a lawyer. So what I want is the best for my client, and I have to 
to study more, I study more. So this, that patient, I think that uh, um, some lawyers lack uh, that, and, and they, they just uh, stick by the rules, like nine to five, and do that and the other. Um, you, you need you need to to be to be a, not a friend of your client, of course, but you need to be so much involved that at the end of the day, you need to know much more of the case than himself, which means that you are much more in love with the case than that himself. And this is uh, an issue that uh, I don't see so much lawyers uh, getting that. You know, they they just uh, stick on as I say on the rules and the, the nine to five. Uh, mandatory hours you have to, and this is something that uh, that you need to do. Also, uh, the knowledge of languages first. Then you have to to get uh, to to still have the patient of uh, of everything you are doing, and of course, patient is linked to to another issue. The, to be professional, you have to be as much as professional as, as possible, which is is linked absolutely with the patient. You don't have to to be a nine to five lawyer. You have to be involved, much more involved, and then you have to be imaginative. You have to have imagination. Yeah, I mean, a lot of cases uh, are, are, are lost because of that, because you just stick exactly on what is said and what the, the, the um, witness have said or what the the, um, the other lawyer has said, and you stick on that. You have to be imaginative. You have to think more over what, what, what it seems to be. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, right now uh, uh, remembering a case of... Um, French, uh, sorry, yeah, French club, uh, Olympique de Marseille against uh, a Spanish club, Atletico Madrid, and UEFA was against us, and we, we were sanctioned because of racism. And uh, one of the other issues of racism was that they were uh, shouting, woo, 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 the monkey chant, as you know. And uh, by the way, three years ago, it was a, a player was playing with Atletico Madrid named Kun, Kun Aguero. And uh, Kun Aguero, the nickname is Kun 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 Kun, and and so I managed to have a lot of uh, matches in which uh, uh, the chants were Kun Kun Kun, even though there was no uh, black uh, players around uh, around him. So uh, I managed to have uh, the, the the cast change his mind on on the woo woo, and uh, have the let's um, say I I I I don't put the blame on anyone else. Uh, of course, I don't say that they they, they were. They were not chanting against uh, against the black or anything. It could be, but but of course, if you can see, you can you can hear that a lot of matches, more than ten matches, are put on the on the TV. There were kung 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 chants, and it was clearly clearly a kung kung when they have nobody uh, of other race uh, around him. It it was not so easy then to to sanction the club and we managed to 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 win this uh, this issue of the racism in, in that particular match. So imagination sometimes too it, it's uh, it's necessary to to improve your case and, and to to be a better lawyer. And um, what else? Uh, what else? Uh, I mean, you have to be very very simple, very simple when you go to the hearing and hearing in, in cases. Uh, more than crucial. I mean, for me, it's uh, point number one, number two, and number three. Uh, of course, you can you can write whatever you want. Uh, writing is is easy. You are at home or you are in your office. It's an easy task. Uh, you you have all the time to to prepare. But once you're in the hearing and you have a time, you have a morning or a, a day maximum to to prepare and to do everything. And you have to be very sharp and you have to be very um, prepare to answer question uh, and and this can on, only be done if you are very very short in your statements in your response in your uh, claim in your 
counterclaim in in everything you you are doing there. But of course, being sure doesn't mean that you are you lack anything. So it's short and saying anything and everything in a short sentence or in short time. And this is something that uh, it's very difficult to see in in some lawyers. They they like to. Uh, or they pretend to hear themselves, you know, uh, in the hearing. And, and this is funny to, to see lawyers that they are just repeating what they are already said in the in, in written. They are not prepared for, for the oral uh, statements and, and for uh, hearing. So this is another another issue. The hearing and, and to be very, very short and clear in what you, you, you send as a message to to the to the panel. I think I think you're right. Uh, well, I know you're right. And the, you know, we spoke about it before, and, and it's something that, that that speaking to CAS arbitrators that, that I'm told regularly that this is one of the, the sort of key points they miss. If there was something in either the FIFA regulations or at the CAS, any any of the CAS rules, what would you change and why? In CAS, in CAS, I think that they have changed a lot in the last years, and because at first they, they they were just the same for years and years, but now they have changed a lot. And one of the of the issues that I'm not I'm not agreeing is uh, one of the issues that everyone is is agreeing. So I'm one of the discordant voice. Um, you know, now it's forbidden to to be a lawyer and an arbitrator. In the meantime, but you see, and you see a lot of cases in which uh, a lawyer of uh, a company of a law firm is dealing as a lawyer and you have uh, in that firm one or two arbitrators so i i don't see that the point or you forbid everything or you don't forbid uh, anything and me my opinion is that you don't have to forbid anything what why because i think that arbitrators we are all or we should be all i mean myself i am a arbitrator in the handball the international handball federation uh, uh, we have to be independent, and you, we are independent. And why are you depriving CAS to have, let's say, me, myself, I would love to be an arbitrator in CAS, would love, but I'm deprived to be an arbitrator because I, I, I can't be an arbitrator because uh, I would have to, to not to, to continue as a lawyer. And my my uh, my love in this in this sport law is to be an a, a, a arbitrator, I used to be a lawyer in, in CAS cases. I love that. So... It should be that you can, you could have changed the things as, as just have anyone being a lawyer and being an arbitrator, but but with some, um, let's say, some frame. One frame could be that you don't, you can't be more than five times nominated uh, as an arbitrator in in cash cases, for instance. Then the second one is uh, if you are involved in football, you are not into football. But me myself, I'm, I'm football mostly, 99%. So why not taking cases of uh, doping or taking cases of uh, uh, Olympic Games or something like that, in which I can give all my expertise, all my experience, all my knowledge, it would be much better than to have, I don't want to name uh, countries, but to have uh, arbitrators from X country that have never been involved in sport. So I think that on the contrary, instead of helping the new regulations that forbid um, lawyers to be lawyers and arbitrators, is uh, is giving the bad the bad voice to 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 cas and and cas needs to have the best arbitrators comma lawyers and uh, and and they, i think that they are losing something somewhere this is the first issue and then, then uh according to to your question i think the second issue, the question was about fifa fifa 
of course, FIFA, they, they've, they've, they've changed a lot. They've changed a lot. Since I, I was a lawyer and I, I came the first time and I went to, to, um, to FIFA, uh, I was there to sue them, to sue them in the, in the National Court of, uh, in Zurich. And uh, the first thing they said, that, uh, what, what are you doing, that? I mean, we, we are good friends. We are, we are for the good of the game. We are for football. Yes, but your regulations are against the law, so I have to, to sue you. And they, they were not aware of that. So from that time, in which instead of uh, uh, knowing that they have to change, they were just uh, staring at you, this foolish Spanish guy coming to Zurich to sue us, what, what, what the hell is doing? And, and now, now they have changed a lot. They have changed a lot. They are much more uh, on the 21st century, of course, but they still have something to do. They still have to um, follow a bit more the stakeholders. And what I mean stakeholders is not only fifth pro, and clubs. Uh, we, lawyers, sport lawyers, are also stakeholders, in my opinion. We are uh, giving a lot to them. We are helping with our decision. We are go- by going to a to a court or by going to CAS or changing a rule. We are, we are giving a lot to sport. And I think that uh, they they need to to uh, to f- not to follow us exactly, but to try to sit with us and to, to see what we, we, can, we can do and we can give to help them. Uh, this, is, this is one of the, the crucial issues also. They think that lawyers are against sport. And on the contrary, we love so much sport that we are against some regulation and some bodies. I always find it surprising speaking to people like yourself and and uh, others like really experienced sports lawyers it's a real privilege because you guys know so much and you've been around for so long doing so much you know I think sometimes you forget how much you know if you see what I mean compared to the gym you know compared, compared to <laughs> no I'm, I, I mean, I mean uh, as, I, as I said we, we, we know a lot because we are old and we are getting older and we have the experience but uh, you know this, one of the things that I, I, I haven't answered because you, you have not uh, asked the question is that I love I love to lecture. Uh, I'm I'm a professor in uh, one two three and uh, ten masters all over the world in Italian in French in in Spanish in English and uh, I love that I love to lecture but mostly not to lecture exactly but to to give my my knowledge to to younger generation to younger generation. Last week I was in. Uh, in Marseille, in the in the master of Marseille, the French master, and uh, I, I was so 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 happy to be there and to give those those French guys my my knowledge about uh, sport law, about the patient, about sport law, the future they 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 expect and uh, they could expect if they, they they want really to to enjoy life. Because me, I think that I'm so so um, uh, happy in my life because I enjoy what I'm doing and I'm paid for that. So what else, as, uh, as you can say, I mean, like, like, like uh, this guy, uh, Josh Green says in his advertising, what else? There's, there's nothing else I, I, I can expect from, from my professional life. I mean, I'm paid for what, what I want, what I need, what I love, and, and doing, doing all my, my, my last 20 years doing exactly that. So, I, 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 want, I want other people to, to also enjoy that. That's why I, I love to, to lecture in, in university or in, uh, in masters and in, in seminars. Juan, it's been fantastic to speak to you. Sadly, it's all we've got time for for this show. Um, but thank you for taking the time out to speak to us. If you want to hear from more leading sports law experts from around the world, go to lawinsport.com, follow us on Twitter at lawinsport.com. 
go to our YouTube page, Law and Sport TV, follow us on SoundCloud, or go to iTunes and download our weekly podcast. Well, I hope you have a great week and thank you for tuning in.